0: Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Harblin Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content through shifting your inner dialogue. So welcome. I'm so excited and happy to have you. And today we are talking about metaphysical beauty healing. Oh, I love metaphysics. And For those that don't know, metaphysical means beyond the physical, so just going below the surface, because I'm a very deep person and I love going in as deeply as I can, because when we go in deep, we find the answers to so many things. There's an energy, there's a vibration that we feel about every little aspect about our entire being. Rather, it's our hair, rather, it's portions of our hair, rather, it's certain aspects about our hair, rather, it's our skin, rather, it's a certain area of our skin, rather, it's on our face, rather, it's on our bodies, rather, it's holistically, rather, it's a feature that we have. No matter what it is, we have a belief and a vibration about every aspect of ourselves. And when we have more than one feeling and emotion and belief about different aspects of our bodies, this creates a vibrational blueprint of our beauty projection. So what's a beauty projection? The truth of the matter is, is that we are in our bodies, right? We have these bodies that we're in. (laughs) And sometimes we just have this feeling or belief that our body is so permanent. But your body is actually a very, very cool hologram. (laughs) We're able to touch one another, we're able to smell one another, we're able to feel one another, we're able to hold and hug and play and be affectionate with one another and so having this physical projection physical body that we have allows for us to feel life and embrace life and utilize our senses to interpret what we have going on in our reality and it's such a cool experience The reason why I say it's a hologram is because there's so much information below this physical body. Without our breath, without our spirit, spirit translates to breath, we are not vibrant at all, are we? (laughs) Right. Our body will begin to disintegrate. Our body will begin to go into nothing once more. And so... With that, there has to be something that's giving this body energy and life and allowing for it to be seen and projected and felt and experienced, and that's our spirit. So, our spirit is able to be shown and seen through this body that we're in. We have our emotional body we're able to express those emotions and your emotions are very, very powerful because they alter your appearance. When we're going through depression, we can clearly see signs of depression on the body and in the face. Maybe not right away, it may take some time, but the continuous emotions that you feel are Start to activate certain muscles in the face. So, if you're a very angry person, well, when you experience anger and you do it quite frequently, it will activate those muscles that are tied to anger and that will start to shift the features of the face. If you experience sadness quite often, sometimes when we go through deep grief, this really brings down the features of the face. There might be a creation of a downward mouth, where the corners of the mouth are pulled downward. So our emotions are shown through our features quite frequently. So that's our emotional body. Sometimes we don't think we see the emotional body, but the emotional body shows through the layer of the physical body. So anytime I'm going to talk about our physical body or our appearance or anything like that, I'm going to always go back to the system of our five layered body, right? We have our ancestral body, we have our spiritual body, we have our emotional body, we have our mental body, and last on the very surface, we have a physical body, and that's what everyone sees, that's what you see, that's what you experience your life through and then it just creates the cycle where information is being really shown through each layer. So when it comes to metaphysical beauty healing, we're not just going to focus on the physical aspect, we're going to go deeper into those different layers of our body to get into the root cause of our beauty healing. Okay, you with me? All right. I know I'm a little different, but I think that's what you like about me, right? Okay, so when it comes to beauty, there's so many things I can't even think of that people are gonna be like, but you didn't say this, or you didn't touch on that. And it's like, ah, there's so many things to cover. But I do want to cover the most common things. And we're going to talk about the emotional meanings behind these uh, insecurities we may have when it comes to our condition. So we can understand the emotional cause, possible emotional cause of the condition we're feeling. You ready? Okay. So we're going to start off with the skin. Skin is very, very common. I feel like if our skin doesn't look the best or it doesn't feel the best, it can feel really, really uncomfortable for us. So let's start there. Okay. All right. So a really good book I would love for you to check out is called The Metaphysical Anatomy by Yvette Rose. And it's a very large book, but it's basically an encyclopedia of just about every possible ailment and condition you could think of. And the emotional cause and belief behind it. So definitely check out that book if you're really into this type of thing. So I'm going to pull a little bit from here so we can learn a little bit more about what's going on below the surface. Okay. So your skin represents the barrier between you and the world. And a lot of times our deep seated insecurities, our sense of irritation, anger, all of that moves up to the surface when it's triggered. So although we may see a pimple here or a breakout there or rash here or hives here or whatever it is, a lot of times we're not even aware of the emotional feeling that we're having that's bringing what is in the emotional body up to the physical body and the surface of that. So it's so important to be aware that that could be happening. So if we have a lot of repressed anger, if we didn't feel safe enough to release our anger or to direct it in a healthy way, we can bury ourselves in our anger and things that make us feel agitated within creates inflammation in the body. And our liver is very much tied to the emotion of anger. And your liver is also the area that cleanses your toxins, right? So we create a lot of toxin buildup in our body through the emotion of anger. Now, anger, again, is not a negative emotion, even though it's a negative emotion. What I mean is that it's not an emotion that should be shamed or judged or hit away or, you know, move to the side. Anger should always be embraced because every emotion is valuable. It lets us know where we are. It lets us know what we need to bring our attention towards. It lets us know where we need to speak up. It lets us know what's important to us, where our boundaries are. And so anger is something that oftentimes, especially in women, we don't feel safe enough to express anger. It's not a feminine uh, energy, so to speak. So we want to be able to feel more comfortable with embracing that anger. A lot of people that suffer from just that trapped frustration and anger oftentimes deal with trouble with the skin. And it's that energy that's coming up to the surface, right? And then it creates more vicious cycles after that. Okay, so when we're not able to express and clear those emotions as a child and even express physical boundaries as a child, this can also be a factor as well that's kind of a general perspective when it comes to inflammation, irritation, acne, anything like that with the skin is going to be related to maybe some deep-seated negative emotion that hasn't been released yet. And it's being released through toxins coming through our skin. Our body is trying to release it actually. And so when we deal with discoloration, things like melasma, things like hyperpigmentation. This is often having to deal with maybe a belief or feeling of wanting to actually blend in. So when you're wanting to blend in, that means that you feel like you stand out in some way and you don't feel comfortable with standing out. You don't feel comfortable with being on the spotlight or being seen so much. You just want to kind of hide And ironically, what is shown is the opposite of that, because that's how you feel. You feel like uh, you don't quite fit where you are. And that's the emotional belief behind it. Now, of course, as I'm talking about this, there can always be physical conditions that are relating to the condition. So if you know that I don't feel like that or I don't, you know, have these emotions. I don't feel this way. It's because I, you know, had this particular thing or I use this particular product and this created X, Y, and Z. Take it as it resonates with you. But we just want to be able to dive in a little bit deeper about what that could mean. The skin is also related to the father. So if we didn't feel protected by our father or feel safe and secure in our father's presence, this can also create problems with our skin as well. It doesn't always manifest this way, but it can so if you think about it, skin is protection right It's keeping our body contained and safe it's protecting our muscles it's it's fighting off all of the viruses and the bacteria that we come in contact with so your skin is a very strong protective layer. It's your biggest organ and it's constantly working for you, right? It's shedding, it's doing its thing all the time. So if we struggled with our masculine energy through the father, this can be expressed this way as well. Now, this doesn't mean that your father was abusive or your father abandoned you. It could have been where maybe your parents were divorced and you didn't get to see your father as much. It could be because maybe your father was very kind and very nice, but he didn't quite stand up for you. Or maybe you didn't see that own Sense of confidence for yourself. This could also be translated here as well. It could be that you were looked over by your father and others got more attention. Either way, there's something that's there where you didn't feel that sense of protection. So that could also be a reason as well. Our confidence, our strength, our sense of security stems from our masculine energy. So that's just something to be aware of. Aside from that, in our ancestral body, there's also ancestral healing that needs to take place as well. We never know. Our ancestors could have struggled with a plague or something very severe in our ancestors' history, or maybe they dealt with some type of trauma, a particular burn or anything like this we could have this information coded into our DNA and that could also relate to some beliefs and fears and worries we may have that could also be manifesting through our skin as well. Now we're going to move on to our hair. So hair loss is one that I want to talk about and this really affects our ability to feel safe and confident about who we are in the world and the roles that we play. Oftentimes, when we are dealing with lots of stress, if you see people that are in like higher positions, they oftentimes lose their hair, right? Unfortunately. But it could also relate to hormonal problems as well. It could be so many different reasons. Our hair is also connected to the mother. So your hair is actually a very intuitive portion of your body. So think of your hair almost as like an antenna (laughs) and anything that's on the head is going to be closer to connecting with the divine. So your hair is tied to your intuition. It's tied to your inner strength and it's tied to the mother. Anytime men deal with any kind of pattern baldness, this is found in the X chromosome. It is passed down from the mother ancestrally, there could have been some type of trauma, head trauma that was done to an ancestor that is being passed down to you. So a lot of times people see this through a birthmark that is located on the scalp where the hair is discolored, or possibly they deal with really bad headaches, things like this. This can also be related to an ancestral trauma. Hair is oftentimes related to the emotion of rejection, feeling rejected, or feeling a fear of rejection. So, when we're afraid of being rejected or we've been rejected before, this oftentimes affects our hair. And when we deal with very stressful, controlling issues, we want to control everything this will often be seen through our hair. When we're in this space of heavy anxiety and stress and wanting to control everything, we actually constrict the body. We constrict the blood vessels, we constrict the blood flow. And blood flow allows for our hair to grow strong and freely. When you think of your hair, it's the freest thing on our body it moves, it can be manipulated, it can, you know, it can be straightened, it can be curly, it can be so many things. And it just comes out how it comes out. And it comes out in all different ways and patterns and textures. And it's the freest portion of our body. So if we're in this space of control and restriction and rigidity, and we're trying to just fix everything, control everything, you know? And sometimes we can't help it. It depends on what we've been through. We may have been through some type of experience or traumatic experience that put us in this mindset, but that restricts your blood flow. And if the scalp is not getting enough of the blood flow, it's not going to grow in its fullest state. So we want to ask ourselves, Have we been too restrictive in our energy? Have we been too controlling in our energy? Have we been too tight with our energy? It's a very tight type of, you know, feeling we may carry within ourselves. So we want to practice more free flowing experiences, more deep breaths, drinking lots of water. Things that create flow within us is going to then come through our hair. Let's dive in a little bit more when it comes to, say, alopecia. So, for instance, with alopecia, this can be a feeling that is disconnected from your feminine or masculine power, and it's often the main issue with this condition. You might dress or groom yourself well, however, you cannot connect the image that you project to the world. Can you feel in yourself what others see, such as when you receive a compliment? you are not allowing yourself to make your own decisions and choices in life. People often dictate to you, which make you feel resentful and unable to express clear boundaries. You may feel like you're being treated like a child or someone who is helpless, making you feel undermined, resentful, and determined to prove your ability to cope and be strong. So yes, any feelings of tension as well. You ever get a tension headache? Most of the time we feel tension when it comes to our head, where a lot of stress sits in there. Very, very uncomfortable, right? We covered a lot so far. What did you think about some of the emotional causes of your beauty wounds? Mm, Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back after this message. And we're going to dive in and talk about some other areas that we can apply to metaphysical beauty healing. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back. And now we're going to dive in a little bit more about metaphysical beauty healing. So earlier we talked about some of the emotional causes of our own skin conditions and hair conditions and where those things may stem from, from an emotional body perspective. Of course, there's so many other things that relate to beauty besides hair and skin, but those are the main two, right? So when it comes to the metaphysical beauty healing, again, that means we're taking a deeper approach to our beauty journey. That means we're not constantly investing all of this money into our beauty products and makeup and trying to apply more onto us to make us feel more beautiful. It means we're shifting from the inside out. We're taking the time to really heal our body from a deeper perspective of all of our different layers of our body. So when approaching our beauty healing journey, we want to be more mindful of that and keep that in our minds, okay? Anytime we're wanting to focus on our own beauty, where we should focus our attention towards is going to be harmony, harmonizing whatever the problem is. Sometimes we may have a mental beauty wound. You may have heard that in our previous episode where we may have been conditioned to believe a negative belief about ourselves, or maybe we dealt with a traumatic experience, or maybe our perception of ourselves has been altered drastically. There's a sense of disharmony connected to this particular area. And so if we're wanting to heal this area, we're going to need to harmonize it. Meaning we got to go below the surface. And to create harmony means we must bring balance. So if we're constantly saying, I hate this thing. I don't like it. Oh, this is so ugly. We want to be mindful in bringing the opposite positive energy to help bring it into balance. And I know that can be really challenging and hard to do when we're seeing it, right? Because we're going to be trapped in that victim of illusionment, but we want to take this approach with polarizing the belief. So that's going to be the first step with harmonizing any kind of beauty wound that we may have. Did you know that every year, 99% of all of the atoms in your body, are replaced with new atoms. And they're replaced with the energy that you put behind it. So the foods you're eating, the air you're breathing, the thoughts you're having, all of that contributes to creating new atoms within your body every single year. And atoms are just the smallest particles to new molecules, to new cells, and cells into tissue, and tissue into muscles and skin and all of that good stuff. So keep that in mind. Anytime you're starting to feel stuck and don't like what you see in the mirror, you do have the power to completely alter and change your appearance. Okay. Without plastic surgery, without all of these heavy procedures and treatments and so on and so forth, but just by you having the intentional care behind your beauty journey. So, we covered quite a bit, but I want to dive in, and I want to talk more about food and how the energy and vibration and how the food can really help to heal our beauty wounds as well. So, I just have a few foods that we can really look into, not a ton, but just a few just to kind of get our minds thinking in the right way and a really good book to look into is called "Beauty Detox Foods" by Kimberly Snyder. Ugh, oh, I love that book it is so rich with valuable content and information to really teach you how different foods can help you achieve your own beauty goals. And I love it. Okay. Just shows you how intentional the divine energy is in supporting us in every capacity. Okay. So when it comes to our skin, foods that support our skin are going to be foods that have a thick skin such as sweet potatoes, bananas, avocados, pineapple, um, anything that has a certain extra layer of skin to it. It's going to be really good for our own particular skin. Foods that have a natural fat to it as well. Again, avocados, coconut, nuts, flax seeds. These have natural fat sources in them, and they're really good for our skin. Vitamin C is really good. So oranges, citrus fruits, such as lemons and limes, grapefruits, but also red peppers. So you want to think more of any fruits or vegetables that are red, orange, and yellow are going to be high in vitamin C. So it's not just fruits, but vegetables as well. Vitamin A. Vitamin A is very, very good as a building block to really helping your skin look its best and have a nice glow, and also helps to repair the skin as well. So, foods that are rich in vitamin A are going to be spinach, kale, pumpkin, apricots, mangoes, red bell peppers, liver. If you eat meat, Dairy products. If you consume dairy, a lot of times dairy can also be very inflammatory. So be very careful with that. Eggs as well contain a lot of vitamin A and cod liver oil as well as carrots and again, sweet potatoes. So these are also really good for creating a repairing type of energy for your skin. It really repairs the skin. Vitamin A is actually a form of retinol. So, when you hear about these skin products, it says, oh, it has retinol. It helps with wrinkles. It helps with you know scar tissue and all of that good stuff. It's also found in our foods as well. So, vitamin A is really really good to have for your skin. Another really good vitamin for your skin is going to be vitamin E. So, almonds, sunflower seeds, again spinach, wheat germ, olive oil. Swiss chard, mangoes again, kiwi, butternut squash. These are really, really high in vitamin E and vitamin E is a very nourishing vitamin. It typically has a nice oil to it and it really helps with antioxidants, which again helps with the wrinkles, premature aging, and skin damage. It helps with moisturization and hydration to the skin. It helps with skin healing and repair. It helps with sun protection. It can also help with inflammation. If you deal with eczema or psoriasis or dermatitis, vitamin E is really good for soothing inflammation as well. So those are the vitamins that I think we should really take into account when it comes to our skin. And one more really good thing for your skin is going to be probiotics. Probiotics are really good. You can find them in yogurt. You can just go buy probiotics, high quality probiotics that is. You can also get kombucha. Kombucha is high in probiotics. Kimchi is really good in probiotics. These are really good, healthy bacteria that goes into our gut, really helps to cleanse and eat away the nasty bacteria, which also helps to give us clearer skin sauerkraut is also high in probiotics as well. And you can really just take some time and look up foods that are high in probiotics, but really take this into account. And it helps by providing balance and to support the skin microbiome. So if you really think about it, your body is basically an entire universe. (laughs) And we have what's called skin microbiome. And your skin microbiome has its own little world of bad bacteria and good bacteria. And they're always just kind of living amongst each other. And so you have this natural system. So a lot of times we do more harm than good, honestly, when we're using all of these harsh products and we're really affecting the microbiome every time we do something new or different. So we want to make sure that we're providing our bodies with good probiotics. It also soothes and calms inflammation It helps to create a stronger skin barrier as well to naturally fight away bacteria. Helps with managing acne, helps with skin hydration, helps with healing wounds much faster such as cuts or burns and it also has anti-aging effects. So probiotics are very powerful so incorporate them in your health journey for healthier skin as well. Okay, so now we covered some really good foods that can help us go a little deeper beyond just getting products to help us heal our skin. Let's talk about the hair. So foods that are really great for hair are also going to be carrots, but also radishes, pumpkin seeds, and sea vegetables. Sea vegetables are really, really good for the hair. Protein-rich foods are absolutely necessary for the hair as well for it to be healthy. Salmon is really good with omega-3 fatty acids. It's so good for our scalp health and hair growth as well. B vitamins are really good for the hair. Also, eggs are really good for the hair. It has high protein and biotin. It also has zinc and selenium, so that's also really good for our hair as well. Spinach, once again, I think spinach is a powerhouse. Greek yogurt is also good. It has the protein and it also has vitamins B5 and vitamin D, which is really, really good for the health of our hair. Okay. And vitamin D is really good for stimulating hair growth. So it stimulates the hair follicles, it promotes hair growth, and it can also help activate dormant hair follicles, which is really, really powerful. It can reduce hair loss as well. So oftentimes if we're deficient in vitamin D, also remember vitamin D, we also get from the sun as well. It can also be linked with hair loss and alopecia vitamin D also helps inflammation as well, which can help with a healthy scalp. So we have to make sure our scalp is healthy so that we can grow our hair naturally. But as I mentioned in the previous episode, it's important for us to get checked out holistically. Again, you could take all the vitamins, you can eat the healthiest diet, you can use the best products, you can do all of these things. But if something is out of alignment in our body, it's going to be then shown through our hair in different ways. So for me, as I just realized or learned through going to the chiropractor, I've had a pinched nerve in my spine for years. And that nerve is very much connected to my scalp. So if that nerve is pinched, then there's not going to be enough blood flowing to that portion of my scalp. So again, it's not only what you eat, but it's about getting a holistic picture of your overall health. Now I do want to touch on B vitamins really quickly as well. So B7 or biotin is often associated with promoting hair growth as well. And it can also help with the thickness of the hair. Niacin or B3 helps with blood circulation to the scalp. So this provides more oxygen to the hair follicles. More oxygen means more circulation. More circulation means more stimulation and more stimulation means hair growth. Vitamin B5 or pantothenic acid is essential for hair health as well. It nourishes the hair follicles and promotes new hair cells. Vitamin B12 is also good for healthy red blood cells and supplies oxygen to the scalp as well. If we don't get enough B12, we can experience hair thinning and even hair loss. And other B vitamins such as thiamine and riboflavin and Folate are also really important for healthy hair growth and support cellular metabolism. So helping the life cycle of each cell. So if those cells are not turning over or being renewed in enough time, well, guess what? We're going to be left with slower growth. Okay. So I think sometimes we think of metabolism as just weight loss, but metabolism is the process of energy within our cells. So just being more mindful of how quickly your body is processing everything. Okay. All right. So those are some ways that we can support our skin and hair if we want a nice glow, some foods that we can introduce are going to be bee pollen. So just getting a little bee pollen, maybe in your tea or smoothie every morning will help your skin show a nice glow. Sprouts are really good for glowing skin. Drinking lots of water will help hydrate the skin and give your skin a nice glow. Spirulina is also very good for getting a nice glow as well for your eyes, for nice, bright, vibrant eyes, papaya and beets are really cleansing. So if her eyes look very dull, or if they just look, I don't know, like they're just not as vibrant, then we probably need to go a little deeper and cleanse our bodies with some papaya or beet juice as well. It's really good. Celery is also good for clearing up and brightening the eyes. High chlorophyll foods, green foods have lots of oxygen and lots of oxygen means cleansing. So that's going to also help with brightening your eyes as well. And blueberries are also very good for your eyes. They actually look like eyes if you look at them. (laughs) And carrots, as we all know, are good for increasing your vision, so they say. And for our nails, nails are basically just created from straight up minerals and protein. If you notice how hard they are, they're not really soft like your hair, they shouldn't be. So you want to make sure that you're getting lots of good minerals in your diet. Zinc, selenium, iron, calcium, magnesium, silicon, copper, biotin. These are all really good minerals for strong, healthy, growing nails. So we covered quite a bit. I talked a lot about just healing our bodies from a deeper perspective, learning more about the metaphysical side of our own beauty, and then going a little bit right below the surface and going deeper into the health of our bodies to know what our body needs in order to really show its optimal health. Again, I would highly recommend that you get checked out. Don't hide yourself in shame over your own beauty wounds. Allow for someone to help you. Allow for you to take a healthy approach to your beauty. Focus on the health of your body versus trying to cover it up or hide or anything like that because Any ailment that we have, any condition that we have can always be reversed, can always be treated, can always be healed. I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care if anybody tells you it's incurable, whatever it is. For every disease, there is an antidote. There is a cure, even if we haven't discovered it yet. And sometimes the cure lies in having more positive and happy moments in our lives, if I'm being really honest with you. So I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. Definitely stay tuned for the next following episode, which we're going to cover manifesting our beauty goals. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we're here every Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Heartland Podcast.